What's up, everybody? This is Caleb, your favorite Kung Fu fanatic, and welcome back to Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. This is episode 19, and I am flying solo today, guys, but that's okay. We got a very special episode in store for you guys. I figured we could take this one-on-one -on -one, uh, opportunity so that I could teach you guys a little secret technique of mine called the Iron Fist Technique. That's right. Today, we're going to be discussing... The film that started it all, guys, Kung Fu movies would not be what they are today, Today, excuse me, if it was not for this film. That is the 1972 film known as King Boxer, also called Five Fingers of Death. Many of you guys will probably recognize that title. But, um, but yeah, I absolutely love Five Fingers of Death, and I have been very eager to talk about this movie, and we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. So, uh, yeah, King Boxer, or Five Fingers of Death, was direct uh, was directed by... Uh, Zhang Changhua and was released in 1972. It is a Shaw Brothers film, and this is actually the first Shaw Brothers film that we have ever discussed here on the cinema. So this is this is huge for us guys because Shaw Brothers, as everyone knows, was is one of the largest, um, or excuse me, was one of the uh, largest production companies in the world, and also created some of the greatest kung fu films ever made. Um, so yeah, uh, Five Fingers of Death. That's the that's the title I'm gonna keep using because that's that's kind of my favorite one. Like if if we're talking like which title I think is better, King Boxer, Five Fingers of Death. I gotta go with Five Fingers of Death. That's just like such a badass title. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Five Fingers of Death. Uh, like I said, was released in 1972, but um. It actually did not come to the United States until a year later, so it was released in the United in the United States in uh, March of 1973, and uh, just right off the bat, Five Fingers of Death was making history. It made history not only once but twice over here in the United States. It was the first Hong Kong action film to top the U.S. box office, and. Um, and, and like I said, that was in March of 1973. And then in May of 1973, Five Fingers to Death made history a second time. It was, um, it was one of three foreign films to top the, the U.S. box office. And so there were three, uh, there were three Hong Kong films that held the top three spots at this time. And that was Five Fingers to Death, The Big Boss, which we all know is a great Bruce Lee movie. Check out my episode on The Big Boss if you haven't already. And another film called Lady Whirlwind, um, and uh, also, um, the uh, the big boss. Like I'll throw this in there as well. The big boss um, was also was also number one at the box office for a short time as well. Um, and then the next month, which obviously was June, Bruce Lee's uh, second film, Fist of Fury, also topped the box office. And that, guys, is where the North American kung fu craze began. It all started right there in 1973. And it, like I had said just a minute ago. That wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for Five Fingers of Death because um, after that movie came out and then along with the, those three films topping the box office, we got over 30 films released in 1973 alone. Kung Fu films were on fire, guys. Everybody was watching them at the theaters, namely the Grindhouse ones, and um, and everybody loved them, you know, and so... And so I just I, I I can't I can't stress enough how how important this movie Five Fingers of Death is and it's um it's a great movie but um also at the same time watching it nowadays because I watched it uh I watched it last night obviously getting ready for this because I do that with pretty much everything but um 
but yeah, um, watching it, watching it now, as great as it is, it actually does have some problems, and we are going to jump right into that in just a second. But of course, um, I also have to give you guys a little bit of background on our lead star. You are, you guys already know a little bit about the movie itself, but now you got to learn about our lead star. So the lead star of this film is an actor named uh, Lo Lie. He plays a character named Chow Chiao. And uh, we'll just call him Chi Hao for this. Um, for those of you guys who do, who do not know, excuse me, uh, Lo Lie was one of the biggest stars in uh, in kung fu cinema, and also one of the greatest. He was in so many great films, and he he did he did like what feels honestly like an infinite number of films in the kung fu movie industry. He was in the Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin with Gordon Liu. He was in uh, Born Invincible, one of my favorite kung fu films, and also a very underrated one. And uh, most people who know Lo Lie would know him as the uh, as playing the character Pai Mei in films like Clan of the White Lotus, Executioners from Shaolin, and uh, and I and I did talk a little bit about him in our episode of. Uh, our pre our light our last episode actually when we discussed Kill Bill Volume Two because Pi May is in that film as well so uh, yeah I'll just throw that in there check out our Kill Bill Volume Two episode guys that was our most recent one but yeah so yeah Lolie uh huge was a huge star and um just did countless films and this and this this movie uh was um even though he had done plenty of other films before this like this movie pretty uh I I think. I think you know, given the impact that Five Fingers of Death had, uh, Lolie, this this movie really really uh, pushed him into stardom as far as as far as doing kung fu movies went. Um, you know, and unfortunately, Lolie passed away in uh, I believe two thousand two. You know, so we all miss him, but he was he was a legend, and uh, and uh, yeah, his his performance in this film is really great, and we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go go ahead and talk about his performance, and we're by by doing that, excuse me, we're gonna dive right into the story. So our uh, our film Five Fingers of Death opens up with a uh, an old kung fu master named Sung Woo Yang, who is played by the actor uh, Ku Wen Chung. Uh, Sung Woo Sung Woo Yang is um, attacked by a group of thugs, and um, that's our that's our first fight scene. Like immediately, we get a fight scene with like in the literally within the first fifteen seconds, and um, and uh, you get a. Uh, and this fight scene, it's um, it it sets the uh, it kind of sets the pace for what the other fight scenes are gonna be like, and um, I'll just go ahead and like get this out of the way. The fight, the, this fight scene, and uh, along with pretty much the rest of them, there is a um, there are some issues that were immediately noticeable for me, you know, and uh, and that, and that's not to put this movie down. Like I had said at the beginning, I do love this movie very much, but uh, but. But you know, even even then, this movie does have some problems, and it's not, it's not a perfect movie. No, no movie is really. But um, but yeah, the, this first fight scene, we we get we get a look at what is some some pretty choppy editing because the because um, and, and and the editing gets gets really bad whenever a character is jumping because there is there are many moments where a character just kind of sails through the air and it made me laugh several times you know I got a huge kick out of it I was very entertained by it but um that's uh there, there are a lot of moments in that in pretty much every single fight and it's <laughs> it's really funny to watch how to watch just like the really quick cutting they cut and then you just see a dude sail through the air and then they cut back and you see him land but it just happens so quickly and so often but I just am it just it kept it kept making me laugh, but it it um it, it did kind of get on my nerves a little bit, but it wasn't um it wasn't to the point where I was where I was taken out of it, you know, and um and I was still invested in what was happening, you know, so um 
So yeah, Sung Woo Young, he's being a, he's being attacked by these thugs, and then um, and then uh, we get our in, this is where we get our introduction to our main character Chow Chi Hao, who again is played by Lo Lie. Um, he uh, him and him and a um, him and uh, Sung Woo Young's daughter, who's named Ying Ying, uh, they they come and they break up the fight, and um, you know they they ask us they ask Woo Young who who were those men. Why were they attacking you? And interestingly, he kind of just brushes it off and says, "Oh, it's uh, it's just this old thing that happened years ago, and no, there's no no sense getting into it right now." But um, but moving on, um, a good friend of uh, of Sung Woo Young and Chow Chi Hao is uh, a, a man named Ta Ming. He's another martial artist. He he comes over to uh, to visit. He has been out of a. Uh, He's been off training with another martial art, another another martial arts master, excuse me, uh, named Shin Pei. Uh, Shin Pei is a he's a good friend of Sung Woo Young and a very very uh, very wise teacher, very talented martial artist. And um, so Tom Ming comes to visit, and um, him and Shi Hao have a little sparring match. And um, and Tom Ming, of course, is is a very a very uh, formidable fighter that we, which is something we notice in this fight scene. He's a very formidable fighter, and uh, and you know we we get the impression that Shin Pei is a very good teacher because Tom Ming is, has improved so much as a martial artist, and he's and he can evenly match Chi Hao, and um, and so this little sparring session along with uh, Sung Wu Yang being attacked by the thugs at the beginning of the movie. Wu Yang realizes that he's getting older and he doesn't have much left to teach Chi Hao, and he thinks Chi Hao needs to go back with Tom Ming to train with Shin Pei. Uh, Chi Hao, of course, is a little uh, a little apprehensive of doing this because he has no family. He was pretty much raised by um, by Wu Yang and Ying Ying, but. Um, but Wu Yang convinces him that this is going to be good for him because there's a big tournament coming up, and um, and you know if, if he goes and trains with Shin Pei, he will um, he will stand a really good chance of winning the tournament. And so, um, and, and of course, you know Wu Yang knows that uh, knows that Shi Hao is in love with his daughter Ying Ying, and that's um, and it's uh, excuse me, it's very um, it's very common, you know, in film in films where you know obviously. The guy, uh, guy, guy's in love with girl, and so the the father, the teacher, whoever you know, proposes that if he goes to uh, if he goes to this tournament and wins, then he will he'll give him his blessing and he can marry his daughter. So, um, so Chiao agrees to go to the to go train with Shin Pei and uh, and fight in the tournament, and so um, and so we cut away and we get our we immediately get our introduction to our uh, our three or. We there are quite a few big bad villains in this, but we get our introduction to three of them, and uh, and those are um, excuse me, guys, sorry about that. Uh, our our three main villains. First off, we got uh, Meng Tiansheng, who is a um, who is the son of a uh, Meng Tung Shan, and Meng Tung Shan is played by um, excuse me by Tian Fang. If you guys if you guys do not know who Tian Fang is, I I briefly talked about him whenever we did our very first episode way back in October of 2020 when I discussed the Bruce Lee film Fist of Fury. Tian Fang is in that film as well. And uh Tian Fang is our he is our primary antagonist. He is the guy who is who, who the bad guy who everyone talks about. This guy needs to be stopped. He's not a good guy. And um and then we also meet another fighter named another another villain who is a very good fighter named Chen Long. Chen Long is um, <laughs> I like to call him Mister Eyebrows because his eyebrows are are like uh, 
<laughs> they may as well be pointing straight up. They're not like going across his brow. They may as well be pointing straight up. <laughs> it, it looked, um, you know, not to, <laughs> I don't want to sound rude or anything, but it was just, it was just like, <laughs> it was, it was very laughable. I, I, I think, and it was, it was pretty clear that that was done on purpose. You know, I, I think to make him look, to make him look mean, but, um, but yeah, we, we, we meet this character Chen Long and we, we learn right off the bat that he is, he's hard headed literally because he, um, we see him fight a, um, a big, a big Mongolian wrestler who, who is played by the legendary Bolo Young. This is a little cameo I get from Bolo. And he was, um, you know, actually believe it or not, he was actually a lot leaner in this, uh, in this, in this movie. You know, we see, we see Bolo like years down the road in films like, uh, excuse me, in films like Enter the Dragon and uh, Bloodsport. He was a big guy in those movies, and he's big in this movie as well, but I think if you compare this Bolo to Bolo, the Bolo we see in Bloodsport, uh, it's uh it, it's a pretty big difference as far as as far as like their like their body their body type goes but yeah we get a little cameo from bolo as a mongolian fighter he fights chen long and we see chen long pretty much just headbutting him he headbutts him two or three times and and i remember watching it last night and i was thinking okay i i guess this guy has a has a hard head that's his thing it's a, a hard head kung fu style or something like that but um but anyway, yeah. So we um, we get another uh, and we get another introduction to another one of our characters who is a uh, it's a it's a girl. Her name is um, her name is Chu Hung. She is a traveling singer. Uh, while she is um, while she's in town uh, doing a little performance, she is confronted by these same thugs who um, who had attacked uh, Chi Hao's teacher Wu Yang at the beginning of the film. And it turns out that they are actually students of uh, Meng Tung Shan, and um, because of course they are, and. Um, and they start harassing Chu Hong and and trying to get her to go with them. She, of course, runs off. They start chasing her, and she runs into Chi Hao, and Chi Hao saves her from the uh, from the thugs. And um, and Chi Hao, as a thank you, Chu Hong invites Chi Hao to travel with her because they are going to the same town of of the uh, of the master who Chi Hao is going to meet Chen Pei. Um, so, you know, and of course we get we get a little we get a little taste of something. Um, something about uh, sorry, I had to <laughs> had to turn my page in my notes, guys. We get a we get a look at um at how devoted Chi Hao is to his uh to his master as well as Ying Ying, the girl that he's in love with, because Chu Hong is uh is very attracted to him, you know, because he saved her, of course, and stuff like that, and so. And so she, she, she's trying to show that she likes him, but he, of course, resists her and her advances. It's not easy for him at first, <laughs> but uh, you know, he he realizes that you know he's in love with Yingying, and he is he is he needs to go train and win this tournament so that he can be with her, and um, and so anyway, Chi Hao eventually makes it to um. He makes it. He makes it to this new town, and he goes to train with Shinpei. And of course, you know our hero needs to have a little trial before the master takes him on. So Chi Hao, uh, Shinpei, excuse me, Shinpei has Chi Hao spar with his top student Han Lung. Um, Han Lung, of course, beats Chi Hao, but uh, Shinpei agrees to take him on anyway. And at first, he just has him doing chores while teaching him small things here and there. And eventually, um, Shinpei agrees to let Chi Hao join his advanced class. And, um, and after some time passes, Chi Hao becomes a very formidable fighter. And, um, and then one, uh, one faithful day, 
our our villain Chen Long, Mr. Eyebrows, he shows up at um at uh at Shinpei's school and attacks the uh of course attacks all the students. Um Shinpei uh he intervenes and defeats Chen Long, but then Chen Long blindsides him and hurts him pretty bad and then runs out and uh our our Excuse me, uh, Shin Long, uh, Shin Pei, excuse me, I'm sorry guys. Shin Pei's top student, Han Long, who I mentioned a second ago, he blames Chi Hao for this because Chi Hao and Chen Long had a run in the night before and, um, and, uh, Chi Hao refused to fight him. So this, you know, in, in Han Long's eyes, this is Chi Hao's fault. But, um, anyway, uh, Chi Hao feeling guilty, he goes and confronts Chen Long at a restaurant. And uh, and they fight, and he beats him. Chi uh, Hao beats him, and um, and when Sh- uh, Pei finds out about this, he decides that Chi Hao is 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 um, is the student that he is going to pass on his Iron Fist technique to Iron. The Iron Fist is, of course, his his secret deadly technique, and um, and so yeah, Shinpei decides he's going to teach Chi Hao the Iron Fist technique. And, um, and something we see like in this moment, and we see it a couple of other times throughout the film, um, um, Meng Tung Shan, um, he has, he sends his students every now and then to go spy on Shinpei and see what he's up to because, you know, obviously we've got this big tournament coming up. Uh, Meng Tung Shan does not want, um, does not want Shinpei's student who like whatever student he chooses to represent his school. He does not want that student to make it to the tournament because, doesn't want to take any chances and stuff like that. And so, and so, uh, uh, Ming Tung Shan decides that since, uh, Chi Hao is fixing to learn the Iron Fist technique, he needs to bring in the big guns. And this is where we get our introduction to the, um, to our, uh, our, our three, our three other big bad villains who are Japanese. And, um, and they're, they're, they're just three Japanese martial artists and they are very strong. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second about, um, about just how strong they are, because when they, when these, when these Japanese fighters show up, they do make a pretty big impression. But, um, anyway, we're going to, so we're going to cut back over to uh, uh, Shinpei school for a second. So Han Lung, of course, finds out that uh, Shinpei has decided to teach Chi Hao the Iron Fist technique. Han Lung, of course, becomes extremely jealous of this, and um, and he and he actually ends up attacking Chi Hao because you know he he wanted to be the one to learn the Iron Fist technique because he's <laughs> he's just kind of a he's just a bit of a whiner, you know, and <laughs> and uh, not a. Uh, just not not a very not a very uh strong minded guy you know and and we're and I'll get to that in just a second because you know it, it Han Lung just it, Han Lung in this movie is a is um I'll say an interesting character because he is conflicted and at the same time he's also just very very jealous of Chi Hao and um and even to the point to where he decides that he needs to get rid of Chi Hao because you know again. He wanted to be the one to learn the Iron Fist technique and represent represent Shinpei's school at the tournament, and so um, and so anyway, um, yeah, the Japanese fighters. I'll uh, we'll jump back over to them. The Japanese uh, fighters show up. They arrive in town, and uh, they they immediately make an impression by killing one of Shinpei's students, and um. And, uh, you know, things, things, things are start, things, this is where things start to get pretty crazy. And, you know, and then of course, uh, once again, Han Lung, he, he goes over to, um, he goes over to, uh, Meng Tung Shan and tells him about, 
you know, about Chi Hao learning the Iron Fist technique, and you know he doesn't he doesn't think he he's worthy enough of it, and he he needs to be the one to learn it, and so he conspires with Meng Tung Shan and his son uh, Tian Sheng and the other Japanese fighters. They conspire to uh to uh to get Chi Hao alone, and you know and and get rid of him, take him out for good, and so he sends Chi Hao a letter. Telling uh, Han Lung sends Chi Hao a letter. Sorry, guys, I went very specific right there. But uh, but yeah, Han Lung he sends Chi Hao a letter telling him to meet him in the woods, and um, you know that that's just suspicious, like right off the bat. You know, I don't <laughs> like why why would Chi Hao go meet him in the woods? <laughs> you know, especially considering that he just attacked Chi Hao um, a few minutes ago. Like I I wouldn't go meet this guy, but you know, either way, you know, it's uh, that's the story. That's what we're going with. So anyway, um. So yeah, Chi Yao, he goes to meet uh, Han Lung in the woods, and he is ambushed by the three Japanese fighters as well as a couple other of uh, Meng Tung Shan's students. Um, at first, Chi Hao is able to fight a couple of the students off, and this is where we see him using the, um, like, like, kind of getting the hang of using the Iron Fist technique. You know, he he, he just... He just like strikes one dude down, and he he flies pretty far back, and then we of course get the uh, the iconic siren tune. I mentioned that in uh, in our Kill Bill episode as well. This is actually this film is actually where Quentin Tarantino got that uh got that siren tune. I, I call it the siren tune, but you guys know you guys know which one I'm talking about. But uh yeah, this film is actually where Quentin Tarantino got that that sound, and and I always thought that was pretty cool. I remember when I saw Five Fingers of Five Fingers of Death for the first time, and I never um. I actually watched Five Fingers of Death way after I saw Kill Bill. So whenever I saw the Kill Bill movies and I would hear that tune, I thought it was kind of weird. And they played it quite often in the movie. And I was, um, it irritated me just a little bit. But, um, but then years down the road, I see Five Fingers of Death and I hear that tune in the movie. And I was like, oh, that's where he got it from. So then it didn't, it actually didn't bother me so much. But anyway, um, yeah, anyway, so the Japanese fighters they intervene and they uh, they they are able to they're able to beat Chi Hao and then they tie him up to a tree and break his hand so that he can't learn the Iron Fist technique. Um, and then uh, sometime later, uh, Chi Hao is lying on the road. His hands are all are all bruised and bloodied and beaten up, and you know because again they're broken. <laughs> but um, but who else would find him other than Chu Hong, our singer, who we just saw, who we just spoke about a few minutes ago? Um, Chu Hong finds Chi Hao and she takes him to her place to help him recover. And um, Chi Hao, of course, you know, like like any character would, or like any person would in real life, um, he he realizes that his hands are. His hand, you know, his hands are broken, and now he feels useless. He can't, he can't learn the Iron Fist technique, and he loses his fighting spirit. And, um, you know, and Chu Hung, of course, you know, Chu Hung, of course, you know, she's still in love with Chi Hao, and she's still trying to, trying to uh, make that obvious to him. But Chi Hao just doesn't. He he still resists her, and um, and eventually, uh, eventually, Tom Ming, you know, who was our, our friend that we talked about, he is another one of Shin Pei's students. Tom Ming finds Chi Hao and convinces him to go back with him to uh, to the uh, to Shin Pei's school, and uh, you know, and and you know, get his fighting spirit back and go back to learning the Iron Fist technique. And um, but you know, like like with any like with any movie, things things just get worse. There's always a moment where things get worse, and it's it's right here. So um, so anyway, we uh, we cut back over to um to our uh our uh 
uh, Chi Hao's old master, excuse me, Chi Hao's old master, Wu Yang, he is, um, it's just a normal night, uh, at, at his school, and, um, and Ying Ying, of course, steps out to go shopping, uh, and while Wu Yang is waiting for her to come back, the Japanese fighters show up, and, um, you know, and they start a fight with Wu Yang, and they kill him, unfortunately, which which was sad. I remember play. I remember wa- uh, I almost said playing the game. Sorry about that. <laughs> I remember watching the movie last night, or even, even for the first time when I watched it. But even even now, just seeing it, um, I I, I was I was kind of sad at that. You know, I mean, I I really did not think. Um, and I'm just speaking from from when I first watched the movie. I didn't think that they would go that far. I didn't think that they would kill they would kill off Chiao's like adopted father and the guy, the guy who raised him and taught him martial arts, but they did, you know, and it's, um, of course it's not a bad thing. It's, um, you know, I, I was just very surprised to see that they, that they would take that route. And this is also where we kind of get our first hint of the violence in this movie, because there's not a whole lot, but the movie does have some pretty gory moments. And this is one of them because he just, uh, the, uh, one of the Japanese fighters, he just, he, he chops Wu Yang right on the head. And then there's just this huge crack, like right in his forehead. And, and of course a very over the top death. That's what, that's what I, I've always thought was pretty funny about Kung Fu movies. And, you know, I think many people will agree with me is that the, 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 the way the characters sell their deaths is pretty, is pretty hilarious. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, so, um, so, uh, uh, Ying Ying, excuse me, Ying Ying is, uh, uh, she comes back right after it happens and sees that, uh, sees that her father is dead. And shortly after that, Tom Ming shows up, he, he goes to see, he originally went to go see Ying Ying and Wu Yang because he, he was going to invite them to come with him to the tournament. But, um, but you know, of course, Wu Yang is dead. And so he brings Ying Ying with him anyway. And we cut back, we see Chi Hao, um, he keeps training, he's back at Shinpei school, he keeps training, and of course, at first, he's, yeah, he, he's still, re- he's still slowly recovering from his hand injuries, and, um, and he is, uh, and he's still struggling to get that fighting spirit back, and, um, you know, Tom Ming and, um, and Shinpei, they, they're, they're, they're able to help him get his, get his, get his drive back and get that determination back, and he's, and Xiao is able to to overcome all of his fears and stuff like that, and he's and he he keeps training, and um, eventually he masters the Iron Fist technique, and um, and they hold a Shinpei decides to hold a little trial match to see who will represent his school at the tournament, and it comes down to Chi Hao and Han Lung once again, and Chi Hao defeats Han Lung finally, and um, and he is chosen to represent the school. Uh, Han Lung, of course, not happy about this because you know he. Uh, again, <laughs> he he wanted to learn the techniques and he wanted to represent the school, so he storms out and he goes to Ming Tong Shan and and tells him they need to think of a new way to get rid of Chi Hao because he wasn't able to beat him in the trial, and um, so they need to think of a new way and uh and uh, Ming Tong Shan and uh, Tian Sheng, his son, they um. They they kind of goad him into sparring with the Japanese fighters. The Japanese fighters beat him up pretty bad, and then. And then uh, uh, Tian Sheng jumps into the jumps into the uh, the fight, and he fights Han Long. And then this is um, this is <laughs> one of my one of my favorite moments in the in the movie. So Tian Sheng and Han Long are fighting, right? And uh, Tian Sheng he rips Han Long's eyes out, you know. And you know, once again, uh, I talked about this in our Kill Bill episode. I I 
I don't know this for sure. Don't quote me on it, but I do. I do think Tar- uh, Quentin Tarantino got got the whole ice the ice snatch technique from uh, from Five Fingers of Death as well because Tian Sheng he he takes Han Lung's eyes out and then he just kind of drops them on the floor and uh, <laughs> they're obviously fake. <laughs> oh man, and um, yeah, super obviously fake uh, fake eyes and. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, in the dubbing in this movie, geez, guys, it's, the dubbing is so funny. It's, um, you know, and I've talked about, I've talked about this before, you know, dubbing, um, dubbing in foreign films is usually not very good, especially modern day. I think, um, I think in older films, you know, and, um, and my good friend Chris would, um, has said this before too, so I'll echo what he said. Um, the, the, uh, the English dub in older Kung Fu movies is a little more believable, surprisingly, than, uh, than those of modern day, because many of, many of the English dubs you hear these days are, are done very poorly. There's, there's like no emotion or, or, or anything like that in the voices here. It's, um, there's a little bit, but it's still like, it's still very comical. And, um, (laughs) and the way Hong Lung is just complaining about, about not being able to see and that his eyes are gone. Um, it, it's, it's not funny, but it just, <laughs> it's just, it's just the voice just made me laugh. And, um, but anyway, yeah, back to the story. So yeah, Tian Shung, he, he takes Han Lung's eyes out and then they cast him out. And, um, uh, and then of course, um, it's finally, uh, it's finally tournament time guys. So, uh, Chi Hao, he's on his way to the tournament. He's just walking down the road on his way over there, and he is, um, and he is confronted by Chen Long, Mr. Eyebrows, you guys remember him, so, uh, yeah, so Chen Long, he shows up, he shows up, he, he catches up to Chiao, and Chiao, of course, initially thinks he's there to fight, but Chen Long tells him that he's, that he, Chen Long has, has had, uh, has had, like, a sudden attack of conscience here, he, he sees what the Japanese fighters and Tian Sheng did to Han Lung, and he realizes that he is, that he was he was in bed with the wrong guys and he you know he he needs he wants to try to fix things so he tells Chi Hao that the Japanese fighters are going to ambush him that they're they are um they're they're waiting somewhere down the down the road in the woods waiting for him and um and he give uh, Chen Long gives Chi Hao two knives and says you know take these you're going to need them and uh you know that those uh, the Japanese are waiting to ambush you so Good luck, and um, so Chi Hao he keeps walking down the road, and then they, of course, the Japanese fighters show up and attack him. Uh, Chi Hao manages to kill two of them, and uh, and the lead and, and the, the third guy who was the leader, they fight for a little bit, but then Chen Long shows up again, and he tells Chi Hao he'll hold he'll hold this guy off while Chi Hao gets to the tournament because he needs to get there, or otherwise his school will have to forfeit, and so um. And so Chi Hao, he uh like j- just when they're fixing to have to uh fixing to have to uh or excuse me, Shin Pei is just fixing to have to uh forward the tournament because Chi Hao is not there. Chi Hao gets there just in time. And um and uh and so the tournament starts and I really like the tournament sequence in this. I mean, you guys know me. I've talked about this before. I love a good tournament. I love movies and I love movies and video games that have tournaments and um and so we we get one here and um you know, it just a small gripe for me when it comes to tournament sequence. I wish it was a little bit longer because um because they didn't they didn't 
do a whole lot with it. We do get a couple of fights, but I would have liked to. I would have liked a longer sequence. But I mean, I just I'm just a sucker for tournaments, guys. I like I like seeing um, I like I like seeing like 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 the thing. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, guys. I like seeing the tournament be like the main focus, and it kind of is here. I mean, it, this this whole thing this whole thing happened because of the tournament, and so I feel I feel like because of that they could have they could have maybe done a little bit more with it, but it's it was still cool, you know. I mean, it's not it's it's not it's not a huge flaw in the movie. It's not a big problem. I just would have maybe liked a little longer sequence, but I mean, I do like what we get, you know, and so. So Chi Hao, you know, like I said, he gets to the tournament just in time, and he so he starts fighting. He makes it to the finals against, uh, of course, against Tian Shung. Tian Shung is uh, Meng Tanchan's uh, son, excuse me, son and top student, and um, and they of course make it to the finals. They uh, they fight, and this is probably one of my favorite fight scenes in the movie. There were there are a ton of them, and um, but. This one stands out to me a good bit, as well as you know the final one, which I'll get to in a second. But um, yeah, uh, th this fight scene was actually pretty good. The um, the uh, there isn't a whole lot of cutting. There, 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 like I had mentioned earlier, whenever whenever characters are just jumping through the air, there's a lot of cutting, and that's kind of when um, that <laughs> that's like when the cutting becomes like just absurd because because of, of characters just jumping through the air and um but anyway yeah so chi hao and tian shung they fight chi hao beats him and uh and 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 he he wins the whole tournament that was the finals and so he chi hao wins everyone's excited ying ying was there like Tom Ming, he he brought he brought ying ying to the tournament and um and of course, initially, Ying Ying does not tell Chi Hao that her father was dead because she didn't want to distract him. She wanted him to win the tournament, and uh, she didn't want to upset him because she knew that if he knew that, he probably wouldn't have won. And so, um, and so, uh, um, Chi Hao, uh, yeah, like I said, he w he wins the tournament by uh, you know, of course, by using the Iron Fist technique, and that's where we um, that's where we see you know that one of those iconic shots of uh, Chi Hao's hands glowing red. Everybody knows. Anyone who knows this movie knows the uh, knows the the shots of of Chi Hao's glowing red hands, and um, yeah, so yeah, Chi Hao wins the tournament, and uh, and. In all the excitement, um, Meng Tung Shan, he kills Shin Pei by stabbing him and then just walking away. Like I said, he took advantage of, of all the excitement here and everybody was um everybody was cheering and happy and talking to Chi Hao. Nobody saw what happened. And so, um so yeah, Shin Pei dies and uh and that's when, you know, like I said, that's when Ying Ying tells him that her father is dead as well. And so, um, and so uh, Chi Hao decides, you know, he, he he of course snaps like any person would. He snaps and he needs to go get, he needs to go after Meng Tung Shan and get revenge. And um, you know, but before we get to that, I do need to, uh, <laughs> I do need to talk about one more moment that is so funny to me. It's it re it's really not it's not funny. Like the 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 situation isn't funny, but it just made me laugh. So anyway, um. Whenever, uh, whenever Chi Hao sees that, um, well, uh, we'll, I'll back up for just a second. I'll take a couple steps back. Whenever Chi Hao sees that Ying Ying has made it to the tournament, she's there to see him fight. Chi Hao is, of course, very happy, and he's telling Ying Ying, you know, he he loves her. He's so glad that he's that that she's there, and um, 
and uh, we see uh, we see Chu Hong, you know, who was you know our our, our singer who was in love with Chi Hao. Uh, we see Chu Hong. She sees Chi Hao and Yingying embracing and talking, and so she's upset and just kind of walks away. And she leaves. She doesn't want to sit there and watch the tournament, so she leaves. When she leaves, she sees Han Lung, who is <laughs> still alive, and somehow and <laughs> and um, I see him walking through the street. He's got bandages around his eyes, and he's just walking around trying to feel out what's around him and stuff like that. And again, it's not a funny situation, but I just could not help but laugh at that because I I don't I had so many questions when I saw that part, and like like how is he still alive? How did he get the bandages around his eyes? How did he find someone to do it? And how is he finding his way around here? You know, a guy who just lost his sight. I mean, you would think he need, he's he's like very delirious and and shouldn't even be alive, frankly. Um, but anyway, um, but you know, like, but then again, it's, it's it's entirely plausible to think that he that he just kind of sat somewhere and somebody found him and took care of him. But even then, I still. <laughs> I still don't know how he's making his way around. And just that shot, just the shot of him walking with his hands out, trying to feel around him, I don't, <laughs> it just made me laugh. I do, I do not know why, but it, it, it just made me laugh. But anyway, um, uh, Chu Hong, yes, yeah, she sees Hong Long walking through the, walking through the street and, um, and she takes him and asks, you know, what happened. And we cut, we cut away to the tournament. The tournament happens and, uh, Excuse me, Ming Tung Shan. He kills Shin Pei, um, and so Chi Hao goes after him, and um, and we uh, and uh, we so we see Ming Tung Shan and uh, and his son Tian Sheng. They uh, they're, they're back at Tung Shan's home, and he tells all of his guards, his minions, to uh, to keep an eye out because Chi Hao will inevitably come, and so they need to you know they need to be ready. So. Uh, Tung Shan and Tian Sheng, they go into uh, they go into a room. All the lights are cut out, and, um, and while they're trying to navigate their way through the room, Han Lung shows up. He just pops up out of nowhere and takes um, he takes Tian Sheng's eyes, gives him a taste of his medicine, as he says. Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and once again, the dubbing here is hilarious because because um, Tian Sheng is. Just <laughs> I can't, I don't know if I can do it for you guys, but I can try. He's like, so Han Lung takes his eyes and Tian Chung is like, he says, he's like, oh, my eyes, dad, I can't see a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, that's embarrassing. But anyway, um, yeah, so Tian Chung, his eyes, he he is now blind and Han Lung is, um, he's got a knife in his hands and he is trying to fight Tung Shan. Of course, you know, like I said, he's blind. Um, but, uh, Chu Hung is hiding in the dark, trying to guide Han Lung. She's like telling him where he, where, uh, Tung Shan is standing. And, uh, and so Han Lung is trying to fight him and eventually, uh, he drops the knife. Like I said, he was holding a knife and, uh, he drops his knife and Tung Shan gets a hold of it. And in all the confusion, he accidentally stabs his own son. So yeah, Tian Shung is dead and, um, excuse me. And, um, and so he manages to get out of the room and everyone is, um, uh, every, everyone runs out, you know, Han Lung and Chu and Chu Hong, they, they run out of the room and, and, uh, uh, Tung Shan's minions, they, they come out and uh, they kill Han Lung, which, which then, um, 
then uh, Tung uh, Shan himself kills Chu Hung. So they both get killed off, and um, I gotta tell you guys, the, the this this last several minutes is just insane because <laughs> because you know we get um we get uh we get um <laughs> I'm sorry guys, I keep losing my train of thought. Yeah, so we get Tian Sheng. He loses he loses his eyes, and then his own father Tung Shan accidentally stabs him. They run out, and then um. Uh, Han Lung gets killed, Chu Hung gets killed, and then Chi Hao shows up right at the last minute, and he, he fights his way through, uh, through uh, all of Tung Shan's minions, and, um, and then when he catches, uh, Tung Shan runs off and back into that room where, where, where all this first started in the dark, in that dark room, he runs back in there, and when Chi Hao catches up to him, Tung Shan stabs himself, and he dies right there. Whenever... <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he stabs himself and pulls the knife out, blood just sprays out like a fountain. Once again, Kill Bill, guys, because we saw stuff like that in that movie as well. Um, so, yeah, blood just sprays, like, right out of his stomach, and he dies right there. And um, and so Chi Hao, he leaves with uh, with Ying Ying and Ta Ming, and right as he is, um, right as he is leaving... The leader of the of the three Japanese fighters shows up with Chen Long's head. You know, Chen Long was not able to hold the Japanese fighter off, and he loses his head. I guess he wasn't so hard headed after all. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that too soon? Anyway, um, yeah, and so uh, so yeah, the Japanese fighter he challenges Chi out to a match, and they fight right there in the street, and um. And this is definitely the longest fight sequence of the movie, and and um, and uh, you know the Japanese fighter, he's got he he has a sword. You know the sword comes into play a little bit. Chi Hao gets cut up a bit, um, and, and and this was definitely you know I talked about the absurd cutting like during during the moments where characters are jumping around. This is when it was at its worst because because there are moments in this fight where um where Chi Hao is just jumping around. He jumps like several times. And and there is just so much cutting in this excuse me guys, in this uh <laughs> in that single moment cuz he he jumps maybe almost 10 times. <laughs> I would say maybe between 7 and 10 times and it cuts away each time. And that <laughs> I was I remember sitting there watching and seeing that and I was like, "Wow, seriously?" Anyway, um Anyway, yeah, so uh, Chi Hao, he's able to beat the Japanese by, um, the Japanese fighter by striking him into a brick wall, you know, and again, we, we get another iconic shot of, of the glowing red hands, and, um, and yeah, so he beats the Japanese, the Japanese fighter, and then, uh, and then him and Ying Ying and Tom Ming just, just walk off, movie ends, that is, uh, that is five fingers of death, guys, I know you're probably thinking that that was a very abrupt ending, but that was, that's something that happened quite a bit in, in kung fu movies, especially back then, the movies nowadays, of course, they wrap everything up, but in this, um, in this movie, this movie, along with so many other kung fu films that came out in the 70s, uh, just had very abrupt endings, they, like, (laughs) fight happens, guy dies, movie ends, so, um, so yeah, the, it, it wasn't an uncommon thing. I mean, if you guys thought that was very abrupt, trust me, it's not uncommon. Just go watch any movie, any comfort film from the seventies and it, 
except for Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee films, of course, back then, those those did have like wrapping up points, but if we're talking like Shaw Brothers, because again, this is a Shaw Brothers film, and um, uh, the Shaw Brothers films, those all have very abrupt endings. But um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. I got off track. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's Five Fingers of Death, guys. This is such a great movie. I love Five Fingers of Death. Um, you know, but um, like like I said earlier, with that being said, this movie did did have some issues. It um, to be frank, the fight scenes are not edited well, and uh, for, for the most part, there are some moments where the editing is is fine. But there are just there is way way too many moments where there's a lot of cutting away. I feel like I could kind of excuse that though because this this was the very this was the very early seventies. Kung fu films were taking off and um. And you know, and of course, you know, these days they have the technology to not have to cut away so much and stuff like that. And and it also kind of boils down to just how a director wants to shoot his fight scenes. You know, if we take, you know, I'll just jump back over to Bruce Lee for a second. If we take Bruce Lee as an example, um, he is uh Bruce Lee's fight scenes um didn't have as much cutting. There were longer takes and wider shots, and um but that's just how Bruce wanted his fight scenes done, and so that's how they were done. And but most of them, most uh, most uh, fight scenes in other movies were 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 done like that. There there was more cutting, and uh, you know, in in even Venom mob films, even uh, not just Bruce Lee, but Venom mob films, those movies also didn't have quite as much cutting. Those takes were also were also longer, and uh, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, anyway, um, I feel like I can kind of excuse it, even though even though there is a lot of cutting during the fight scenes. So yeah, they're not edited very well. Um, and then some of the camera angles aren't very good. You know, they, 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 they shoot from, they shoot like from the chest up at some parts, which whenever you're, whenever you're doing just punches or something like that, I, I don't mind shooting from the chest up, but when you're trying to see all the other movements of the body, like the kicks and the throws and stuff like that, shooting for shooting so close like that. And, and also the angles were kind of slanted shooting so close like that's not a great idea. It's going to be hard to kind of see what happens, but, um, but you know, anyway, aside from that, there's also the issue with the choreography. The choreography overall is is fine; it's decent. But um, but there were some moments where it was kind of sloppy, you know. And I've talked about sloppy choreography before. Whenever we talked about the Big Boss, there were a lot of moments in that film, in particular, whenever certain characters would would be like flailing around and throwing these huge telegraph punches and really clumsy kicks. There was some of that in this movie, not a, not a whole lot though. You know, it was it wasn't it wasn't an absurd amount of it, but um, but uh, sometimes the choreography got a little sloppy, but overall it was it was solid, it was decent, and um, and uh, and and I still I still enjoyed it. It didn't take me out of it, and um, you know, and, and of course, you know, I do have to talk for a second about what happens in the end because like I. Like I had just said a little bit ago, the last several minutes of this movie is just madness. It is insane because so much happens, and <laughs> but you know, I, it, it's still it's still cool, and I think it. I think um, I think it does get more and more intense. You know, I was expecting when I first saw this movie, I was expecting a big fight between Chi Hao and Ming Tung Shan because Ming Tung Shan was our was like the mastermind behind all of this, and um. So I was expecting a big fight between the two of them, and it didn't happen. He he actually just killed himself. So I I was 
I remember, you know, I was thinking, oh, that's that's interesting because it was, you know, like I said, I was expecting a big fight between them and it didn't happen. So, you know, I do, I do have to give them that. I definitely do think, I do, I do think that that was pretty clever what they did right there. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, despite the movies, despite the 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 few issues this movie has, Five Fingers of Death is still an iconic movie, guys. It is it is without a doubt one of the greatest kung fu films ever made. It was highly influential. And, um, you know, and I said at the beginning, and I'll say it again, guys, Kung Fu movies would not be what they are if it was not for Five Fingers of Death. It was, um, it was just, it was a huge hit. It was very successful, and it, it set the stage for other films, you know, and, um, uh, I, I I mentioned this in, in my Facebook post whenever I announced that I was going to be talking about this movie, uh, uh, Five Fingers of Death was the reason Warner Brothers decided to make Enter the Dragon, guys, you know, and Enter the Dragon arguably arguably the the biggest martial arts film ever made um it's uh yeah it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for five fingers of death because you know we get you know it, it had a tournament enter the dragon revolved around a tournament and so many other kung fu films that came out after that and and just other other action films um involved tournaments and stuff like that you know and and we even and this was even like, you know, like a precursor to, to so many fighting games that we got, like Street Fighter and Tekken and Mortal Kombat. And, and uh, you know, which obviously those games, all, games, excuse me, those games all were uh, revolved around tournaments as well. So, um, so yeah, you know, he, he, despite despite its few flaws, Five Fingers of Death is still, is still, was still a groundbreaking movie. And it was, um, it, it was it was a huge it was a huge success and it and it again it set the stage for it set the stage for so many kung fu films that came after it and um and it's also just a a super freaking entertaining movie guys i i i love watching the movie this is a movie that i can just pop in and just have a good time watching because again a lot happens towards the end there's a lot of fights guys you know i mean if you guys just want to watch you know most you know most of us watch kung fu movies for the fights anyway right so um yeah if you if you're um if you're hoping that this movie has a lot of fights, you will not be disappointed. This movie is not short of any fights. There are a ton of them. And it also has a very solid story and great characters. You know, um, Chi Hao, a very interesting character. He's, he's, he's relatable. And, you know, you really feel for him whenever he, whenever he, he got his hands broken. He lost his, his drive and his determination. You really felt for him. And you also, and you, and you feel for him whenever he gets that back. And he's a very relatable character in that sense. You know, and we also get uh we get we got some really cool villains, you know. I mean Meng Tung Shan, his son, uh Tian Shung and Chen Long, and even the Japanese fighters, you know, they're all they're all great villains. They're evil enough to hiss at, guys. I mean you, you, these are characters that you love to hate. And Chen Long, you know, even and even Chen Long, he started out as a bad guy. But then towards the end, he realizes that he was in the wrong and, and tries to do the right thing. And, um, you know, and of course he gets killed off at the end anyway. But, you know, there was still the fact that he that he tried to do that he tried to do the right thing, you know, and he did. He, he went out on a excuse me. He went out on a good note, you know, so he wasn't he wasn't so bad after all. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's Five Fingers of Death, guys. I highly recommend this movie. You know, if you I'll say it again, if you guys love Kung Fu movies uh, this movie is why is one of the is is probably one of the reasons why you love them because it it inspired so many other ones that came after it and um 
and just again just a, a very a very entertaining fun movie to watch um but yeah that's that's it for today guys that was five fingers of death i um i loved uh i loved watching this movie and i love talking about it just one-on-one with you guys i had a good i had um i had a i had a lot of fun watching it again and just doing all my research and uh and I hope you guys uh, hope you guys benefited from me teaching you the iron fist technique. And um, yep, that's uh, that's it for today, guys. I, su- I I am extremely grateful that you guys are continuing to listen to me. I appreciate it a lot. You guys will never know how much I appreciate it. Um, don't forget to uh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Caleb Bryan Nine, and you can also go to our, go to Facebook.com slash Kung Fu Cinema Nine. Like the Cinema's Facebook page there. I still post a lot. I post a lot of pictures and a lot of uh, a lot of movie news and fun facts about other films. And um, and I keep you guys, I keep everybody updated on what uh, on what I'm doing next and stuff like that. And uh, so yeah, don't don't you guys don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Episode twenty is going to be out next on uh, July twenty fourth. I'm going to be discussing It Man, the the one with Donnie Yen, because there have been so many It Man movies. But yeah, I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing the um, I'm gonna be doing the very first It Man movie with Donnie Yen. We're gonna be celebrating celebrating excuse me celebrating Donnie Yen's birthday. His birthday is on uh, July twenty third, and um. Or I'm excuse, I'm sorry, guys. Not July 23rd. His birthday is July 26th, I think. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, don't forget to join us on July 24th. We're going to be talking. We're talking It Man, starring Donnie Yen. I love that movie, and I know a lot of you guys love that movie as well. So don't forget to tune in on July 24th to talk about It Man, and um, and then also I do have one more special announcement. The um. On July 19th, we are going to have a very special bonus episode. I will not say what it is yet. You guys are going to have to check out my Facebook pretty soon whenever I announce it. I'm keeping it a secret because it's very special, guys. You guys are going to you guys are going to love this. So, um so yeah, just keep your eyes open on my Instagram and my Facebook for a very special announcement. And uh yeah, and we'll take it from there once again, guys. That's going to be on July 19th. It's going to be a very special, a very super special secret bonus episode for you guys so keep your eyes open for that and once again on july 24th we're going to be talking the very first it man movie so uh so yeah i'm super excited i can't wait to uh can't wait to jump to jump back in and talk to the talk to that talk of talk to you guys i'm sorry talk to you guys about it man and also our very special bonus episode so uh so yeah that's it for today guys thanks again as always until july 19th take care guys